Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Today we will begin a new series on the rapture, okay, uh, which we entitled the three differing views of the rapture. And this is part one. Uh, our focus for today is about the pre-tribulation rapture position. Okay, so my goal for today is to present to you, so my goal is to present to you and convince you about the pre-tribulation rapture position. Okay, so I hope uh, I can be I can succeed in doing this endeavor. So, all right. Hallelujah. So we begin. Uh, first, I'd like to uh, share with you, okay, that uh, there are three differing views of the rapture. Can you show them, them the, the chart? Yes, that's it. So this is, uh, this is the chart. We're going, today we're going to talk about the pre-tribulation rapture so you can see that at the, in your screen uh, on your left uh, left side of the of the screen and then next Sunday we're going to talk about the mid-tribulation rapture and then the third part of this series we are going to talk about post-tribulation rapture so isn't that exciting because uh, in our program, we're not going to just discuss one position, but we are going to present to you all three and you decide, okay? You decide which do you think, okay? Or you decide which one, uh, I mean, the Holy Spirit, I mean, you have uh, conviction, uh, you, you know, to, to accept and believe, okay, with all your heart. So, but you know what? Uh, we're going to present three views according to scriptures and according to how uh, it was interpreted by those who uh, believe in such uh, position, okay, such view of the rapture. So again, today we will look closely to the facts. We will look closely to the uh, scriptures, okay, to the arguments, to the reasons that support the pre-tribulation rapture, okay? Isn't the, uh, are you excited? So, concerning the pre-tribulation rapture, in our chart, it says the rapture will happen before the tribulation. So, as you can see, we have the timeline. You see, uh, uh, oh, where, where is it? Uh, okay, this, okay, this, uh, <laughs> this long, okay, and itong duration na to. Seven years of tribulation. Okay, so in the, within this seven-year uh, tribulation, we have uh, we divide that into two. Okay, you can see three, three and a half, and another three and a half on this side. Okay, so so the mid-tribulation rapture is somewhere in the middle, or maybe before. Uh, you know, before the middle of the tribulation, the rapture can take place because some believe that uh, the two witnesses will be raptured uh, three days after they will be killed. 
in the middle of the tribulation. So either ways, uh, mid-tribulation is somewhere in the middle of the tribulation. So th that's just the point, okay? So now, uh, uh, the, the, I mean, on uh, post-tribulation rapture, uh, that will happen, okay? Look uh, in our chart. As you can see, it will happen after the what? After the seven years of tribulation. This is the last seven years of um, this planet, okay? Before God is going to intervene and God is going to destroy the Antichrist, okay? Remember, we just finished our series on uh, what was the title? The two opposing kingdoms, okay? So if you missed that one, uh, we encourage you to watch it, okay? Uh, how many parts? We had six, okay? Six parts for our opposed, the two opposing kingdoms, okay? So today, again, uh, in this series, we're going to talk about what again? Uh, Pre-tribulation rapture and then, uh, where is that? Mid-tribulation rapture and then the post-tribulation rapture. So today, we're going to focus on what? Pre-tribulation rapture. That, that this rapture is going to happen before the seven-year tribulation period. Okay? So let's uh, first uh, jump into uh, to the definition of terms. Okay, first let's... Uh, let us define rapture. Okay? The word rapture does not occur in the Bible. Okay, but the term rapture is derived from the Greek word harpazo, a Latin word rapir, or I don't know how to pronounce that correctly, or rapire, just read it, it's there, uh, meaning a carrying off, a, trans a transport, or a snatching away. Okay, some definitions is by force, or a catching up by force. So the concept of the carrying off is from the Latin verb rapio, meaning to catch up or take away. So therefore, the rapture of the church is clearly taught okay, in scriptures. It is biblical. Rapture is biblical. But the word rapture, which is English, you cannot find that in the Bible. Okay, So whenever you read the word, you know, catch up, you know, Later, we're going to give you the scripture, the specific scripture where, but there are, I think, 13 scriptures concerning harpazo, okay, about being raptured, okay, in the, in, in, uh, in the Bible, but, or in the New Testament, but uh, we're going to pick just one, all right? So, um, the next uh, word that we want to define today is the word wrath, okay? Wrath, or this is about God's anger. It is God's judgment for sin. In Greek, it's orge, okay, orgen, orge. In English, you pronounce this as orge, but uh, actually the phonetic spelling says orge. So orge comes from the verb arago, meaning to tim, to swell, and thus implies that it is not a sudden outburst. Of anger, but rather referring to God's fixed, okay, uh, fixed, controlled, passionate feeling against sin. So, meaning to say, it's a constant hatred of God towards sin. 
Okay? So, uh, now the usage for this is anger, wrath, passion, uh, punishment, vengeance. Now, in Hebrew, of, of course, in the Old Testament, now, you might ask, why are we going to tackle on the Old Testament since the pre-tribulation rapture is in the New Testament? Wait a minute, friends. Before there was the New Testament, okay, the end times was already foretold in the book of Daniel. Now, that book of Daniel is not uh, in the New Testament. It's in the Old Testament. So, you see, when you read the book of Daniel... Okay, the counterpart, okay, I mean, uh, the obvious counterpart of Daniel is Revelation, okay, which uh, written by John at Patmos, so island of Patmos. So, point here, my friend, is that they're talking of the same thing. Now, in the Gospels, uh, synonymous Gospels, um, in the Gospels, of course, Jesus mentioned about the end times, uh, the most uh, common scriptures it will be Matthew 24, Mark, is it Mark 13? Uh, yeah, I think it's Mark 13 and Luke 21. Okay, it's th these are the, the chapters, okay, the f common chapters that are being used to discuss uh, end times. Uh, but the thing is, uh, they even in the Gospels, okay, they mention about Daniel's prophecy. So we are going to jump, you know, again, uh, Old Testament, New Testament, New Testament, Old Testament. Okay, so this word is very important that we do not only look uh, uh, on uh, the New Testament uh, that are referring to God's wrath or indignation, but we're going also to check the Old Testament. As long as they are both talking or, or about the end times. Okay? So, take note of that. Now, concerning about wrath in, going back, okay? Wrath in the Old Testament is za'am. Okay? The word za'am. Is it, uh, it's there. Okay? It's in your screen. Um, of course, uh, the, the scripture is there. Za'am means, in English, indignation. All right. Now, the third word, okay, that we want to define today is the word tribulation. Okay. For those of you who are new, you might mix tribulation and wrath. Okay? So, that's, that's all right. No, no problem. Uh, especially in the pre-tribulation rapture view. But... Uh, Tribulation is different from the wrath, okay? I mean, in definition, by definition. So, tribulation means trial and uh, or it means test of faith. In Greek, it's, how do you pronounce this? Slip, uh, slip, <laughs> slipsis, okay. It means pressure, anguish, affliction, oppression, persecution, trouble. And this has been happening ever since. Again and again, okay? At different times and at different levels. That's why we believe that uh, in the last days, okay? In the last days, um, wait, um, let me look at it. 
We know that uh, although some of the events are repeating, uh, but it's going to be in a bigger scale. In a bigger scale. That's why the tribulation in the last day is going to cover the whole world. So it started with the head, Nebuchadnezzar. Is, it, it, it was just in, in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's place, which is uh, in uh, Iraq, to the modern Iraq. Okay? But that was not Iraq before. Uh, it's a Mesopotamian uh, kingdom, or that's the ancient name. But uh, uh, but in the modern times, uh, in, the, in the the last kingdom, okay, it's going to cover the whole world. Why? Because of technology. Okay, technology connects the whole world. Okay, and we are kind of well. It's it's near, okay? So I don't know the timing. I don't know how near, but we're here, okay? But it's not yet. Uh, there's still a uh, progression that uh, we are expecting. Now, I cannot discuss that here, <clears throat> but you can send me a question, and I will try to answer you personally, okay, concerning details. But it's not yet. Okay, the Antichrist is not yet revealed. Alright, so, rapture. <clears throat> um, did we interpret? Uh, yeah, we're done with the rapture already. <clears throat> right, uh, it's finished. So, we're done with the definition. Th those are the three uh, words that we need to define. And I hope um, <clears throat> you got it right. Okay, now... Um, Okay, so the wrath mentioned in Daniel, that's in uh, Daniel 8.19 and Daniel 11.36. By the way, we're going to read that later. <clears throat> now, the next, uh, next thing I'd like to explain. Okay, all right. The three differing views of the rapture. Again, pre-tribulation rapture and then what? Mid-tribulation rapture. And then post-tribulation rapture. Which one is correct? <clears throat> okay. So I'm not going to answer that question. But I want you to join us for three uh, Sundays. <clears throat> we discuss the pre, mid, and the post. And then you decide. Okay. We, we call that the, the open-hand theology concerning the end times. Why open hand? Okay, we believe this is not the the may a major uh, doctrine, but it is important, especially do, during these times. Okay, these trying times. Uh, people, there are people who are confused. They want to know what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen next? So, so now we're going to give you, even if it's just a shadow, what's gonna happen. At least you have an idea and you are aware and. You're not ignorant. Okay, so now, <clears throat> uh, about the three positions of the rapture, all three agree that the church is not destined to wrath. Okay, meaning to say the church is, is not appointed to wrath. Okay, so all three, all three agree that we are not destined to wrath. Okay, that's it. That's right. So, uh, we have three scriptures for that. Um, 
Romans 5.9 says, Since therefore we have, uh, we have now been justified by His blood, okay, much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God. 1 Thessalonians 1.10 says, And to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. 1 Thessalonians 5.9 For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So it is very clear, friends, that the Lord is going to rapture us. Okay, The Lord is going to take us to Himself. If you don't want the word rapture, it's still the same, by the way. Uh, the Lord is going to take us to Himself before He is going to pour His wrath on this planet. Okay? So, it's clear. Whether you are a pre-triver, mid-triver, post-triver, we all agree, everyone agrees that the timing of the rapture is going to be before the wrath of God. May, you know, before the wrath comes. All right. So I hope we have established the foundations. Now we are going to talk about the case for the pre-tribulation rapture position. I think I need to... Can you, uh, <clears throat> can you uh, read uh, 1 Thessalonians 4.17? <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> so the case for the pre-tribulation rapture. So this is not everything about pre-tribulation rapture teaching. This I, I just want to summarize to you at least five points. Okay, at least five reasons. Okay, okay, uh, five main reasons why pre. Tribulation rapture is biblical. Okay, so this is just a summary. I just chose uh, five points. Okay, uh, for for this uh, session, for this uh, episode. So the case or the statement of facts and reasons to support or that support the pre-tribulation rapture argument. Okay, are you ready? Number one. Okay. The rapture of the church is clearly taught in scriptures. Okay, we already defined this, you know, a while ago. Uh, the word rapture is not in scriptures, but, you know, in Greek, etc., etc. But we will give you, let me read to you the, the scripture. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. Okay. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. After that, we who are still alive, okay, and are left will be caught up. Okay, so you see that uh, Latin word there, that's 
uh, how do you pronounce that? Rapimor or Harpazo translated as we shall be grabbed. Okay, we are going to be grabbed. We're going to be taken together with them. Meaning to say, those who have been resurrected, those who died in Christ. In the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. So take note, in the Greek uh, New Testament, the word harpazo is found uh, a total of 17 times and 13 different verses. Okay, so it's not just found in one scripture. Okay, I just want to you to hear that. Each time harpazo is used, this verb refers to a quick, okay, to a quick and sudden, often violently physical snatching away. So whenever you read the word harpazo, it's, it's quick, it's forceful, it's, uh, it's suddenly, okay, the, the, the word suddenly, okay, so harpazo, or catching away of a person uh, or a thing or that's our puzzle, okay? So, that's it. So, the Bible says, we who are still alive are, and are left will be what? Caught up. So, that is very quick, okay? Uh, in Corinthians, in a twinkling of an eye, in a flash, <laughs> okay? Just in a flash, that harpazo, I mean rapture, happens it's like you don't know what happened <laughs> so uh so the rapture of the church is clearly taught in scriptures okay we just read it um first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 17 okay the word in english caught up okay that's our puzzle that's rapture Another translation. So, because that's the nearest word, I believe that we can attribute to the word harpazo in English. So, we, we, we use the word rapture. Okay? Theologians use the word rapture. Okay. And now, number two, okay? Number two reason for uh, the, the pre trib rapture position is that the rapture, okay, number two. I like it. It's you can read it there, okay? Or you can what do you Take call that? Take a screenshot. Correct. The rapture will take place before the tribulation and or before the wrath, because the church is not appointed to partake the wrath of God. Okay. Again, we just read, we read earlier Romans 5.9, 1 Thessalonians 5.9, except for Revelation 3.10, okay? But in Revelation 3.10, the church will be raptured out, okay? Prior to the hour of trial or the hour of tribulation. That will come on the whole world. And then you ask, why? Why is there going to be a tribulation that will you know, happen in the whole world in a global scale. Why? Okay, take note. In a pre-tribulation rapture view, the wrath of God, again, the wrath of God, the, 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 what's that in, uh, in the Old Testament? I forgot again. Okay. 
the wrath of God, okay, and the seven-year tribulation is believed to take place simultaneously or at the same time. So again, tribulation and rapture are different uh, thing, okay? Besides that, it's different word, it's different, different in spelling, okay? But uh, in content, by definition, they are different. But in a pre-tribulation rapture, the tribulation and the wrath, okay, goes together. They happen simultaneously, all at once, at the same time, okay? Is that clear? So, so when the, the when they, when, uh, when the rapture takes place, okay, it will take place before the, the, the tribulation and or before the wrath, okay? Because it's the same. Um, so, uh, where am I? So, the rapture will take place on or before the seven-year tribulation, okay? And then one of the references, which uh, I, I did not prepare uh, the, the scripture, but uh, Ezekiel chapter 38, uh, war, okay? Uh, somewhere in Ezekiel chapter 38, uh, where uh, it, you know, tells us that Ezekiel 38 war will trigger God's wrath. That's why uh, pre-tribulationists, pre-trivers believe that the rapture will happen before the tribulation because before the tribulation, there is going to happen, uh, th there's a war that's going to happen that's going to trigger God's wrath. Okay, so I give you that assignment. You just look for yourself. If you read the word, uh, about God's wrath in, in Ezekiel 38, um, that's it. That, that's what I was trying to say. <clears throat> okay? But it is uh, explained further in point number three. Okay, case number three. The seven-year tribulation period is the 70th week of Daniel. Now, I'm, I cannot expound more of that because we're just, focus on the pre-trib, but I, w I want you to study it, this, uh, the Daniel chapter 9, okay? Uh, the seven-year tribulation period is the 70th week of Daniel, which is determined <clears throat> for the nation of Israel, okay? It's for the Jews, um, which is also associated to the time of God's wrath or Zaam, okay, now I remember. Zaam, okay, if you read the word wrath in Ezekiel 38, uh, that's Zaam, okay? So again, uh, this, the last seven years of planet Earth, okay, before Jesus is going to take over, is going to, you know, to, to destroy the Antichrist before that, Okay, there's going to be the last seven years. Now, the seven-year tribulation period is the what? 70th week of Daniel. Okay, now God has a purpose why he will allow uh, tribulation to happen. Okay, which is determined for the, that last seven years is determined for the nation of Israel. Which is also associated to the time of God's indignation or wrath. That is why in a pre-trib, again, the tribulation and the wrath, you know, they 
simultaneously happen uh, at the same time. They happen at the same time. So now we're going to read some scriptures. First, let's see. Uh, let's look at the, 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 the 70th week of Daniel. The, and let us prove whether is it true that it's, is it really determined for the Jews, for the nation of Israel. Let's see that. Uh, Daniel chapter 9. Uh, Daniel chapter 9. Verse 24. It says, 70 sevens are decreed for your people. Okay? The Jews. And your holy city. So, there is a location. Where? Jerusalem. To finish transgression. So, you see the purpose to finish transgression. <clears throat> To put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring an everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. So, you see, there is a purpose, and that purpose seems to point, <clears throat> to, point to the nation of Israel. That is why for a pre-triber, this tribulation is not meant for the Gentiles, for the believing Gentiles. But it is really meant for the Jews. Okay? Um, that's Daniel chapter 9. How about Romans chapter 11? Let's jump to the New Testament. Let's see that. It says, Romans 11, 25 to 27 says, The Apostle Paul said, I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of Gentiles has come in. So to, to some, they believe that, you know, the Lord is waiting for the right number. It's like a quota. I, I don't know, but it somehow sounds something like that. Okay, so until... Until the full number of the Gentiles has come in, okay, has received the gospel, has believed, has come into his kingdom, okay. Once the the, the, the that number is achieved, okay. Let's let me just uh, translate it that way, okay. Once that number is achieved, okay, the number of Gentile believers, okay, and then this hardening will be removed. How? Well, there's going to be a what? A tribulation. And there's going to be a big revival in Israel. Okay? All the... the uh, that's another uh, scripture. But the, the tribes of Israel is going to cry out to the one whom they pierced. They will realize that the one that they pierced before, 2,000 years ago, is indeed the Messiah. Okay? That's in scripture. That is in scripture. So there's going to be a... Great revival and awakening in Israel. But that will not happen. Wait, wait. The Bible says, the Apostle Paul said, they are hardened at this time, okay? In part, okay? Israel, Romans 11, Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of Gentiles has come in, okay? And then, and in this way, all Israel will be saved. Because once... The Gentile believers, I mean, the numbers, okay, are in, okay. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. 
Why? Because that time, the Lord is going to reveal Himself. It's going to be big revival. And they will realize their eyes will be opened that all their festivals, yearly, the festivals that they celebrate yearly, all points to Jesus the Messiah. Okay? But for now, it's not significant. It's, it's, it's it, uh, what they're doing. They cannot connect it to, to Yeshua HaMashiach. But we pray some are being led are you know are being led to to salvation to the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach today okay and uh, a lot of uh, messianic Jews are are sharing their faith testifying and uh, winning their own people group and please continue to pray and support this uh, this ministry uh, um, uh, but a time will come okay when God will you know open their eyes and forgive and come and, and, and do these things, hallelujah, Israel will be saved. But that is not going to happen until, until what? Until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. That's why people believe, many believe, okay, many believe that the, the, the Lord is going to rapture the church because, okay, one, two, three, four, okay, it's done, complete. Come up. Whoa. But then, this time, the next part is for God to deal with the Jews, to deal with the nation Israel, and in a time-bound or time-framed for seven years. Okay, the last seven years. That's the tribulation. So, rapture will happen before, before the tribulation because, well, we're in. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the last part is for Israel only. That's the position of the pre-tribulation rapture. All right, I hope you got that, friends. That, that's one of the revelation. Uh, where are we now? Okay. Oh, is, is there a point? Something? Uh, okay, okay. Verse twenty-six. Ah, no, no. Verse. In this way, all Israel will be saved as it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion and he will turn godlessness away from Jacob. Yeah, he will take away ungodliness away from Jacob. You know, when the world will go through some difficulty or pain or tribulation, people will get to choose. Which side are you? Okay. My prayer is that you remain faithful on God. I mean, on, on God's side. So, where are we? Uh, verse 27, And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. The Lord is going to take away their sins. But it's not going to happen overnight. The process is, what? Seven years for the nation of Israel. <clears throat> That's why we said, the seven-year tribulation period is the 70th week of Daniel. Okay, in the prophecy, the, the prophecy you, you read in Daniel, which is determined for the nation of Israel. Okay. Aha, uh -huh. now let us explain the last part, which is also associated to the time of God's za'am, or God's wrath or indignation. That's why uh, pre-tribbers, 
really, they are really convinced that uh, the rapture will happen before the tribulation because tribulation is attributed to wrath. Now, I am not going to, I have not included the, the seven seals, the seven thump, trumpets, and, you know, the, the seven bowls of wrath in, in my presentation. I did not include that, but that is part of the argument, okay? Because if you read even the first sevens, which is the, the seven seals, that's, that's already frightening, okay? That's terrifying already, the... the, the, the Every seal that is being broken or open to open the uh, okay, it's um, <clears throat> a lot of deaths. Okay, people will die, and 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 so that is attributed to the wrath. Okay, so so it's not in my notes. But yes, you may you may include it uh, in in your notes. Okay, so let me say that again: the entire seven-year tribulation is understood as God's wrath, or both the wrath and tribulation is believed to take place simultaneously. Considering, okay, considering Daniel chapter eight and Daniel chapter eleven, and the destructive power. Of the seven seals, the destructive power of the seven trumpets, the destructive power of the seven bowls of wrath described in Revelation chapter from chapter 6 to chapter 16 of Revelation. So you understand. So now, again, going back, uh, the, the, the pre tribulation rapture uh, will happen before that time. Okay, um, where are we? Uh, we are on number. No, no. We're still gonna read Daniel, Daniel eight, right? We have not read Daniel eight. So let's look <clears throat> at the Old Testament. Can we find the word za'am in the Old Testament? Okay, pertaining to that time. Okay, those events, the last days events, uh, the events uh, where the Antichrist is. Um, Mentioned in the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel, what? Daniel 8, okay? Daniel 8, verse 19 says, He said, I am going to tell you what will happen later <clears throat> in the time of Za'am, okay? Or wrath, because the vision concerns the appointed time of the end. Wow! So where, when, is this time of wrath or time of za'am? It is about what? It concerns the appointed time of the what? Of the end. The end times. So the time of wrath and the time of the end might refer to verse 23. Okay? Why verse 23? Because it says, in the latter part of their reign. Whoa, 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 whoa. In the latter part of the reign, I know I have I read this uh, in our previous uh, series, but I'm going to explain further. Okay, listen well. Let's go back to verse uh, 19. So it says, so the time of wrath and the time of the end, okay, was mentioned. But 
verse 20 says, so he explained the, 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 the vision. It says, the two-horned ram that you saw represents the king of Media and Persia, Middle Persia, that, that's modern Iran. But during that time, uh, that, that was uh, Middle Persia. That's a Persian kingdom. Okay, so first the, the Babylonian kingdom and then the Persian kingdom. Uh, verse 21, the shaggy goat is the king of Greece. Okay, so we see the, the third kingdom. Uh, and the large horn between its eyes is the first king, okay, which some historians say, uh, uh, who is this warrior? Alexander the Great. All right. And the four horns that replace the one that was broken off. I mean, you say, this king died, okay? And it says the four horns that replace the one that was broken off represent four kingdoms that will e emerge from his nation, from the nation of this um, goat, the goat, shaggy goat king, okay, which is Greece. Um, and, and, and indeed, uh, Alexander the Great conquered, and then when he died, he died early, and. Uh, he formed from his generals, uh, they formed four kingdoms. And then that expanded to many nations now. I believe on uh, present day, it's 44 nations. I'm not sure, okay, but something like that. There, there, a lot of them right now. Uh, where are we? Um, so from four to more than that, but there were, okay. Uh, so I'm not going to discuss the 10 kings and then three was... Um, Remove okay historically that that's not my goal for today but verse 23 okay after verse 22 verse 23 of course in the latter part of their reign of who whose reign their reign so he was referring to the previous one that he was talking about he was talking about what kingdom the kingdom of the shaggy goat whoa so many say this king conquered, he conquered a lot and formed four and out when he died, he left them with, you know, the four kingdoms were, were formed. And then it says in the latter part of their reign, meaning to say the fourth kingdom, the, 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 this, the, the leadership of the fourth kingdom will be coming from the same group. What? Well, try to decipher it, okay? So that's a hint. It's a continuation. It's a product of that kingdom. And I'm not going to, I don't want to mention it. I don't know why, but I hope you, if you, or if you uh, listen, if you watch our previous series, you have an idea, okay? So it says in verse 23, when rebels have become completely wicked, so people are, is going to practice abomination. They're not going to respect God or honor God's word. They're going to break every command of God. In fact, they're not going to recognize God. Okay? So here's the thing. So it's going to be wicked. So you do not expect that the world is going to be more righteous. Okay? This, the scripture says it's going to be wicked. So when rebels have become completely wicked or complete, Law, completely lawless. You see, so lawlessness will increase, all right? 
A fierce-looking king, that's what the Bible says, a master of intrigue will arise. So again, in our previous series, I already elaborated on that. I'm not going to do that again today. So watch our previous series or review it. Um, verse 24, he will become very strong, but not uh, by his own power. He will cause astounding devastation and will succeed in whatever he does. So he is allowed to do that. Okay, He will... Destroy those who are mighty, the holy people. You see? So Israel is here, right? Um, where are we? Verse 25. He will cause the seed to prosper. He will, and he will consider himself superior. He, when they feel secure, when the people feel secure, they thought everything was for their benefit. It was for their own good. So they, they like, they will embrace this Antichrist. When they feel secure, when the people feel secure, he will destroy many and take his stand against the principle. He will stand against the Messiah, against Jesus. He's going to persecute. He's going, he is the Antichrist. He is against Christ. And so he is going to be against the church of Christ. He's going to be against Christians. Okay, see, he is an anti-Christian. Uh, yet he will be destroyed, not by human power, but by the Lord himself. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. This kingdom is going to be a kingdom of deceit, my friend. Deceit. See, deception. So, so, so in, in these last days, technology is, wow. You know, it's unimaginable 30 years ago. But today, we're here. And then what, what's, what, what's going to happen with, you know, the development of this technology 30 years from now, 10 to 30 years from now? How strong our internet will be? What do you think? So it's going to be, you cannot hide anywhere. So you see the scope of his influence, of his dominion is going to be global. It's going to be, so it, it, it seems like the world is being prepared for that platform already. Okay? For that platform. So now uh, that's why we're teaching you ahead. I mean, the, the, the end time series, you know why? Because we want you to prepare. We don't want to be caught unaware. Okay, we want you to be aware. All right? So in church, in our face-to-face -face, uh, services, for many years I have been sharing and discussing and preaching about the up things, you know, of life, what we need to do, you know, maturity, bearing fruit, etc., etc. But now, because of this uh, trying times, I believe this is timely for me to talk about eschatology. Now, I apologize for not sharing much about eschatology, about the end times uh, before the pandemic. But, well, anyway, guys, I'm teaching it now. All right? So, <laughs> so now you're, you cannot say we're ignorant. We don't know about it. We have no idea now. You have an idea. So you have time to prepare. So um, what was the last verse again? Okay, so again, the, the, the kingdom of the Antichrist is a kingdom of deceit. So I want you to remember that. What they portray, what they tell you, it may not, is not the real thing. Okay? <laughs> the real thing is hidden. It's a kingdom of deceit. So don't be deceived. Okay? Don't be deceived. Watch our previous series on the two opposing kingdoms. All right? So God bless you. Um, Daniel 11. Daniel 11. This is our last. A scripture for point number three. Daniel eleven thirty-six. The the verse uh the king will do as he pleases. That king. 
He will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will say unheard of things against the God of God. You see, he will declare himself to be God. Now, we discussed that in our previous uh, uh, series. It says, He will be successful until the time of Za'am. Okay, again. He will be successful until the time of Za'am or the time of wrath or the time of indignation is completed. Listen, guys. Listen, guys. Uh, let, let me finish that first. For what has been determined must take place. So, when the Bible says, this king, he will, uh, he is going to declare himself to be God. We know that already. We 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 discussed that in our previous uh, uh, series. In in this uh, verse, it says, uh, okay, he is going to say things or blasphemous things against the God of gods. I mean, against the God of Israel. He will be successful until the time of what of wrath. The time of Zaam. Is completed. So meaning to say, meaning the time of wrath is ongoing at this time period. Or the, the, the wrath of God is already at work during this time period, during this tribulation. Because you know what? When is this Antichrist will appear? At the tribulation. Because he is the guy who, who will author the seven years of Treaty the seven years of peace. He is going to strengthen the, the covenant. He's going to confirm a covenant for seven years. So the Antichrist is already revealed, okay, on the seven year period. And the Bible says that he is going to be successful during this time of Zaam, of wrath. So that is why uh, for a pre-triber, they say the tribulation is already the wrath. Because when the, the Antichrist is present, God's wrath is already active. The, are you getting this? So, again, uh, okay, he will be successful. I mean, the, the Antichrist, will, the beast will be successful until the time of Zaam, the wrath, is completed. So, meaning the time of wrath is already active, is already ongoing at this time. Okay, uh, 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 especially... Okay, next week we're going to talk about the mid-trib. You will see more of this, okay? But I'm explaining uh, for the pre-trib first today. So, bear with us. All right, so, amen? So, now, uh, if you argue with the pre-tribers, you say, hey, 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 the wrath of God is, is not during the tribulation. Well, if they lead you back... If, especially if they're Jewish, they're, they're going to point you back to the, the, the book of Daniel. And then you will see the word for the wrath of God used for, uh, in the New Testament is also mentioned in the Old Testament end time prophecies. And then you say, whoa, it's there. It's indeed, indeed the wrath of God is mentioned in the book of Daniel. Whoo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of you are confused already, but just try to absorb best you can and and digest it with God's with with prayer, with the Word of God. Study more, study deeper, and then next week we're going to again confuse your mind <laughs> because we're going to prove to you that mid trip is it okay? 
It is. All right. Um, so where are we? Now let's go to point number four. Point number four is this. The rapture is a mystery. Okay? It is a mystery, something that is difficult to understand or explain. Aha. Let me read to you 1 Corinthians 15.50 says, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, verse 51, I tell you a mystery. Okay, so that is something that is, again, difficult or hard to understand, impossible or to understand or explain. It says, we will not all sleep. Meaning to say, not everyone will die. Not everyone will experience death. Okay, so, oh, will there be people who will be alive during that time? Yeah, not everyone will die. That's what the Bible says. Okay, the Apostle Paul said, we, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. Okay, but everybody will participate in this uh, event, in this advent, which is what? In a flash. In a twinkling of an eye. That's verse 52. At the last trumpet. So this is the part where the, the, the pre and the post argue. The last trumpet thing. Okay. For the, the, the trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. Verse 53. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. And the mortal with immortality. So, again, in a twinkling of an eye, or it says, uh, verse 52, in a flash, in a twinkling of an eye. So, you see, th there's going to be a change. It's qu quick. So, everything is quick. The resurrection, power of God, <clears throat> transforming our bodies to immortality, from corruptible to incorruptibility. So that's what we call the glorified body. Hallelujah. Everybody. But first, the, the, those who died in Christ, okay, they will experience uh, resurrection power first. All right? So my point here, friends, is that the rapture will involve, a, uh, will involve an instantaneous transformation of our bodies, okay, to fit us for eternity. Because this body is, is, is not designed, uh, you know, this flesh will deteriorate, you know, it's uh, because of sin, okay, sinful nature, etc., etc. But the thing is, we are, God is going to give us a new body, incorruptible body. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So God will resurrect all believers who have died, give them glorified bodies, and take them from the earth along with all living believers, those who are alive, those who, will, who have not experienced death, okay, they will be taken, okay, and who will also uh, uh, receive or be given glorified bodies at that time. Hallelujah. So, First Thessalonians 4.13, let us... Uh, reader, brothers and sisters, we don't want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, okay, because this is this gives us more detail, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. What meaning say those who have. So again, the word sleep is what associated with death. Okay, so 
that's it. It's there. Uh, those who have fallen asleep in Him. So those who have died in Christ. Okay, that's what it meant. Verse 15, according to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, so again, it's there, who are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. So, verse 16, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay, verse 17, uh, after that, we who are still alive and are left will be what? That word, harpazo or rapim, rapimor. We who are still alive and are left will be caught up, raptured, okay, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with him, with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. That's verse 18. So during that time, the idea uh, of the rapture is being mocked by people. You know, they are being ridiculed that, oh, where is the coming of the Lord that you're, that you're telling us? Where is it? Oh, the Lord has not come. You said he's coming, but he's not here. Where is he? So people in those days are mocking uh, uh, the, the Christians or believers, okay? So they say, where's the coming of the Lord? That is why it is said in the scripture, encourage one another with these words. Okay? Why? Because this particular passage of Scripture is proving that indeed Jesus is coming. Maranatha. Jesus is coming. Okay? And encourage uh, <clears throat> them with these words because this tells us that the resurrection and the rapture, okay, will surely happen. Amen. It will surely happen. Resurrection and the rapture is a sure thing that's why it concluded with this phrase uh, with this statement it said uh encourage one another with these words amen are you encouraged today so don't lose hope no matter what happens in this world remember this you are not determined to participate to partake the wrath of god okay you are not uh, we are what? I mean, uh, because the Lord is going to rapture us, to take us to himself. Amen? Hallelujah. So there is going to be resurrection for those who have died in Christ. So, but now, I mean, for me, even if some say the rapture mystery is revealed, because it, it's uh, mentioned in 1 Corinthians 15, the, the, this thing uh, is already mentioned. Even if it is revealed, still for me, the mystery is still a mystery. Why? Because not everything is revealed, okay? For now, we don't really know the exact timing of Jesus coming. That's why the Bible says no one knows, no one knows the day or the hour. Okay, no one knows, not even angels, only the Father. So when, when, when the Heavenly Father says, Son, it's time to go, go. Okay, so then He comes. So no one knows except the Father who is in heaven. So there is still this mystery thing. Okay, but the rest, we were given enough information so that we prepare, so that we prepare now <clears throat> i hope you got that so number four rapture is what 
a mystery. Number five. Okay, here's the last one. Last main point, number five. And then, uh, of course, I'm going to mention number six. Uh, number five. Jesus can come back at any moment. Okay? At any moment. Jesus can come back at any moment. Let me read that. The exact timing of His coming, meaning pertaining to the day and the hour, is unknown. Yet, imminent. Okay? Yet, imminent. Imminent means it's about to happen or it could happen at any given time. Okay? At any instant, it can happen. That's what we meant by imminent. So, Jesus' coming is imminent. Since His coming is likened to a thief, then it is what? Unexpected. When we say unexpected, there is an element of surprise. Boom, surprise. Okay? There is an element of surprise. It is unannounced. It is secret. Okay? His, the, the timing of His coming is what? Secret. It's secret. And there is the, 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 the element of suddenness. It's going to be sudden. It's going to be quick. So anything linked to the word harpaso is something quick, violent, and by force. Okay, the snatching up is quick. So this thing, when Jesus comes, is going to be quick. Oh, let's read. Now let us connect the mystery and the imminency, the imminence of his coming. Okay, uh, Matthew 24, <clears throat> verse 40 says, Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. So, you know, for me, this baffles me. Something I don't fully understand, okay? I will admit that to you. Something that is hard to comprehend, okay? So we can connect this to this and that and this and that, but at the same time, we can argue on it. But, you know, listen, according to Wesley commentary, one is taken, meaning to say, into God's immediate protection, and one is left, meaning to say, to share the common calamities on earth. Something like that. So the Lord speaks as having the whole transaction present before his eyes. In other words, this is not about mathematical exactness, but the principle that some will be taken and some are left. Okay, so it's, it's just a principle. So God is showing us something. Now in verse 41, okay, two women will be grinding with a hand mill. One will be taken and the other left. So two women, uh, women will be grinding, which was then in, in their time okay, in, in, in Israel, uh, a common employment of women because this is what they do. Okay? They prepare fruit. So this tells us that women were doing housework as usual. So this isn't a normal day-to-day -day thing. So um, what is my point? My point is that uh, the flow of thought in this passage of Scripture does not speak about the judgments in the past, like the days of Noah, etc., uh, that happened quickly. But it's about the suddenness of the Lord's coming in a normal day-to-day -day life setting because they were doing their own thing. The men were doing their own thing. The women were doing their own thing. And then, boom, it happened quickly, suddenly. Some are taken, some are left, okay? So, 
It's like the coming or a sudden event without signs of anything. No signs. Okay? Uh, so the setting is like people were doing the, 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 the usual routines. Okay? Uh, because there were no catastrophic events. The sun and the moon and the stars doesn't pose a threat. Okay? No pose of a threat. No signs in the skies whatsoever. That, that's why people don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. It's a surprise, right? So they think the Lord is not yet coming or is delaying. He, that the Lord is delaying his coming. All right? So, so there is no urgency. They are engaged in, in carousing. Or, uh, and then it happens. Carousing. Okay, I'm going to explain that later more. So, hallelujah. So again, uh, this thing is... Uh, is surprise okay it's a surprise uh so this uh it is something for you us to think about by the way so verse 42 it says now it concluded in verse 40 it says therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your lord will come who again this strongly suggests or this strongly describes the suddenness suddenness boom suddenness of the lord's coming Okay, just like that. Men will be at their respective businesses and suddenly, and suddenly the Lord of glory will appear. In that moment, every work will be laid aside. Because, boom, where is, where is who? Where is, where is our office mate? Where is our uh, co-worker? It's gone. It's gone. Wow. Uh, okay, so... Um, verse, what verse? 44. Alright, verse 44. So you, okay, now some people say Jesus was now talking, thus now referring to unbelievers because he first mentioned about the time of Noah, those who did not believe, you know, they died, they were caught unaware. Well, that is for, he was narrating about what happened during the time when people were caught by surprise okay the judgment came and they died because they were not in the boat but here's the thing friends verse 44 is different from the previous script the previous verses it says so you to whom is he addressing this of course he was not talking to the people who were who died in the time of Noah, he, he were talking to his disciples. He was referring to his followers. So now, take it as though Jesus is talking to you. Read verse 44. It says, So you also must be ready. Those people who died during the times of Noah doesn't have, do, do not need to prepare anymore. <laughs> okay? They are not of this world anymore. But you know what? You who are still alive, you who are watching this, this uh, broadcast, okay? You also must be ready because the Son of Man, referring to himself, to Jesus, the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. It's unexpected. So again, uh, this is something, okay? Uh, that is uh, unexpected. It's it's a surprise thing. Okay, um, 
Let's uh, jump to verse uh, chapter 21 of the book of Luke, verse 34. Okay, to, just to finish this part. Uh, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, okay? Drunkenness and anxieties of life. Hallelujah. What does this scripture mean? And it says, and that they will close on you suddenly. Whoa, that word again. Suddenly, like a trap. Verse 35, for it will come on all those who live on the face of the earth. Hmm, sounds familiar. Verse 36, be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. Uh, what? Can we escape all of this? Hmm? Who said this? Oh, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of God. So, when you escape all that is about to happen, you're going to stand. Oh, sounds like a rapture, right? Because you're taken out of this world and then you're there in front of the Messiah, of, of uh, God, okay? To, 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 to give an account. So, let's go back, okay, for the, for the, uh, the scripture. Let, let me first explain. Be careful, verse 34. Or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, Drunkenness and anxiety. Now, carousing. Now, this is likened to a normal day-to-day -day scenario. You know why? Carousing means what? Carousing means drinking parties. Is it happening today? Is it happening today? Oh, some people die because they, they, they put, you know, toxic things in their drinks and, and, and it, if it goes over those, they die. If the body cannot take it, they die. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, this, they said, uh, be careful, your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, with drinking parties. Okay, and then it says drunkenness. Okay, meaning to say, you can still get drunk even outside a drinking party. Okay, you can hide inside your room because uh, it's, uh, it's prohibited. Uh, what do you call that? It's. Liquor ban, right? <laughs> because it's prohibited so you can, you know, uh, drink by yourself and get drunk. And, and the Bible says, be careful of carousing or drinking parties. And what? Drunkenness. That's verse 34. You read that in any version. And what? The anxieties of life. You see, what, what, what are our anxieties of life nowadays? We're worried about our financial status. We're worried about what to eat, the food, and, and, and how to pay the bills and the, all the payables. You see, so people at this time are what? Are into drinking alcohol. They are alcoholics, okay? And, and not just that. Besides that, is that they are what? Warriors. Not warriors, but they worry a lot, okay? And then, and then, and then, read verse 34. It says, and then. What happened? Verse 34, And that day will close on you suddenly. Suddenly. Like a trap. So this will happen suddenly. Verse 35, For it will come on all those who live on the face of the earth. Now that sounds to me like Revelation chapter 3 verse 10. 
That's why some people say Revelation 3.10 is for the people of those who live during the, 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 the church during that time in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, the Philadelphia, <coughs> the Philadelphian church. But look, Jesus said in verse 35, it will come on all those who live on the face of the earth. Revelation 3.10, the last part, it says, the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world, on the face of the earth, to test the inhabitants of the earth, to test the earth dwellers. That's Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. You read that in your Bible and go back to Luke 21.35. It says the same thing. For it will come. So it can be attributed to the tribulation. It will come on all those who live on the face of the earth. So the Lord gave us a tip. It says, be always, verse 36, be always on the watch. What do you mean watch? Does, does it mean you have to buy new watch and so you can look at it? No, 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 no. Watch means say you, you need awareness. Like this series, like this preachings that we're doing right now. This is to give Christians and non-Christians awareness of what's going to happen. Awareness about the times. Okay? The times. To be ready. To prepare to actively serve the Lord. So that is how you prepare. Matthew 24, 46 says, It will be good for the servant whom the Lord finds so doing when he comes. That the Lord will find you serving him active in the kingdom of God when he comes. Okay? So, be always on the watch. Continue to serve the Lord. And understand the times and seasons. Okay? Uh, Next, comma, it says, and pray. When you talk, when, when prayer is mentioned, it has something to do with your relationship with God. It has something to do with communication. Okay? Uh, I mean, you know, if God is your God, if God is your friend, if you have relation, if you're related to God, then you talk to Him, right? Because you have relationship. You, you don't have relationship with God, you don't, you don't need to talk to Him because you don't know Him, He doesn't know you. Something like that. Okay? So I'm, I'm just trying to tell you this. If you are a true Christian, it will show. Okay? You shall know them by their fruits. You are going to value church. You're going to value the preaching of the word. You're going to value worship. Why do you value worship? Why is worship? Why is church? Why is the word of God essential to you? Because you are a Christian. If you're a Christian, Jesus is essential. Church is essential. You understand? So the same thing. Pray. The communication thing. The relationship thing. That you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. When you say, the, who are qualified to escape all these things? Those people who are really related to Him. Those who pray. Those, you know. And it says, it doesn't say escape some. It says escape all. Okay, no, no. You say, oh, Brother, Pastor Arman, you're, you're, you're quoting it from NIV, you know, NIV version. Oh, well, you read it from the original version? Okay. Okay. Let's read it from King James. You try to open your scriptures and, and take a look at Luke 21, verse 36. King James Version, it mentioned the same thing. It used the word scape. Now you say, what? So we want to escape all the, 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 
trying times and etc. Why not? Okay, why not? Let those who are unproven be tested. <laughs> and let those who are proven, faithful and loyal <laughs> be caught up. Well, I'm not putting a conclusion that that is, that is how it will play. I don't know how these things will play. Okay, it's two hours already. But, but anyway, I hope you're learning. I'm going to uh, summarize this now. But, but are you, I hope you're catching up, friends, that the Bible says you can escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. So I don't see it wrong to pray for our children. As a father, I pray for my children. I pray to the Lord for my children that, Lord, if ever, if this time will happen, Lord, would you please rapture my children, you know, ahead of me okay even if they go ahead of me whatever the church the 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 faithful servants of yours those who serve you those who are proven faithful lord i pray that they you know they escape all the trial that will come on the inhabitants of the earth so i mean read that read the scripture read revelation 3 10 and connect it to uh, uh luke chapter 21 you you, you, you can you know there, there's this uh, uh, revelation that uh, you see that uh, it's not wrong to pray it's not wrong to pray that we for, I mean for us to escape the, the tribulation time you know th there are some people who have died already you know some from COVID-19 some from other physical ailments but the thing my friend is this at least they're already there they have escaped. They have escaped all the the future tribulation that will come upon this planet. Okay, but the thing is that, that you know. Okay, we have scriptures, but we don't know how it will really play out in the the actual um, time uh, and events. But the thing is just. Put your hope in God because whatever the Bible says, it will come to pass. We just don't know. We just don't know the timing. All right? So to close this, I don't know. No. Is there, I have still have one more thing. Just, just a brief, just an overview, okay? May I invite you to read Revelation 19, 11 to 21 and Zechariah 14, 1 to 16. I'm not going to read that anymore. Over time na ta. Okay? Okay, that, that thing I will read. Okay, number six. The second coming of Jesus has two stages. The first stage is when the Lord Jesus comes to fetch the church. And the second stage is when Jesus comes to destroy the Antichrist and to set up his kingdom, his everlasting kingdom, and usher in the millennium or the millennial reign. This is the promised, you know, the... the, the, the the millennial reign. We will reign with Christ. Okay, so I, I shared that. I shared this part at the last part of our previous series, the two opposing kingdoms. So won't you please, if you have not watched the previous series, please uh, go back and uh, 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 watch it. And um, okay, so I'm not going to read uh, anymore. I'm not going to expound on that. Okay, can you show them the 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 the, the the chart, the pre-tribulation rapture summary. Okay, uh, there. So in a pre-pre-tribulation rapture, 
the first will uh, rapture will happen before the tribulation. So let's just read number one. The tribulation and the wrath takes place simultaneously or at the same time. So as you can see, uh, wrath and tribulation at the same time. Okay, that's in number two, Advent. Uh, number two, it says the rapture will take place before the tribulation and the wrath. We already explained that uh, when we discussed the case for the pre-tribulation rapture. Okay. Uh, number three, the glorious return of Jesus will happen after the tribulation. So after the seven-year tribulation, then he is going to come back um, and uh, to take the earth by force. He's going to wage war against the enemies of God. Uh, you know, he's going to destroy the Antichrist, etc., etc. And praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What was the song that I sang last week, uh, two weeks ago? Uh, it is finished. It is finished. The battle is over. I forgot the... Okay, but anyway, for those of you who need, uh, for more references, okay, the next part, these are the list of pre-tribers or pre-tribulation rapture teachers. You can search and you can find online. So we have a Dr. David. By the way, I think I believe all of them are doctors in theology. Dr. David Jeremiah. Uh, okay, David Jeremiah, Robert Farrow, Amir Sarfati, Jack Hibbs, Perry Stone, John MacArthur. These are some of the. Uh, famous or popular uh, teachers that you can find online okay you can search online and watch their you know their 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 broadcast their 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 you can learn more about the pre-tribulation rapture because i know that i only gave you uh, a few points okay and i hope i successfully presented the pre-tribulation rapture position today and I hope I convince you that the rapture will happen at any given time or it's imminent. Okay, like Matthew likened it unto a thief. Meaning to say it's unexpected, an announced secret. There's an element of surprise. It's suddenly, okay, how many times we read, we mentioned the word suddenly in the passages of scripture that we, um, that we read. So, so um, it's going to happen suddenly. We don't know, okay, when. So, like the earthquake this morning, did you felt the earthquake this morning? Just before this broadcast started, there was an earthquake, okay, before. Okay, so, you know, that earthquake, we know earthquakes can happen at any time, okay? At any time. We don't know when it will happen, we don't know the timing, but it did happen this morning, right? It happened. Um, uh, I was... Uh, in, in the mirror, in front of the mirror, and the mirror was, was moving. I said, oh, th there's an earthquake. Okay, we're experiencing an earthquake right now. So, thing is, uh, same thing. We know, we believe that, that earthquakes can happen anytime, but we don't know when, but then it came suddenly. It happened suddenly this morning, just before this broadcast started. So, so is the coming of the Lord. While we are doing our thing, he can suddenly and unexpectedly come. <laughs> so be ready, okay? No one knows the day of the hour, so be ready. Watch and pray, serve God. Matthew 24, for this blessed are those whom the Lord finds. So doing when he comes, okay? Uh, he should catch you serving him actively in, in his kingdom when he comes. 
so that is how you prepare all right so that's that's it friends i think i have said a lot already okay next week next sunday we're going to convince you that mid-tribulation rapture <laughs> is biblical okay we love you thank you so much for uh joining us today and uh, god bless you let's uh pray hallelujah Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for the wisdom that you have given us. That, Lord, even though there is so much to talk about the pre-tribulation rapture, but, Lord, we, we have limited time. And, 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 but I believe, I pray that whatever that was sown today in the hearts and in the minds of those who are watching, those who have joined us in this uh, sir, online uh, service, I pray that you will uh, help them understand, that you are going to help them uh, uh, interpret, Lord, that you are going to give them deeper and more revelation, Lord, so that, Lord, they can connect the dots, they can, they, they, they can see where this, uh, this uh, position is coming from, okay? You know, Lord, you know what I mean. And so, Lord, bless your church, Bless your people. Teach us how to uh, do church through this quarantine. Uh, re, uh, to invent ways, to find ways how to do evangelism and discipleship during this time of pandemic. So teach us, teach your church. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his Peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Okay, guys, God bless you. Thank you. See you again next week for the next part of this series. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash MFCDVO. God bless.